Bible says in verse number 23, Colossians 3, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Continue on chapter 4, verse 1. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Right here is going to be our text uh, for this morning. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all, praying always for you, for us, excuse me, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward men that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. I want you to think about that thought. Continue in prayer as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we bow our heads, but we also bow our hearts. And God, I just come before you. Lord, I, I'm a needy man. God, we are a needy people. God, without you, we're just meeting. God, I don't want to just meet. God, I want you to be here. God, I want you to speak to our hearts. God, I want you to change my heart. And I believe those who are here today, they want the same that our heart would be pleasing and glorifying to you. And God, may we do everything for your glory, not for the glory of man, not to be recognized, but to please and love and honor you. Now, Father, I pray that you would bless your word. Thank you that it will not return void. I pray that, Holy Spirit of God, I, I just want to invite you to, we want you here, Holy Spirit of God. May you hover May you go in the midst each of the chairs and each of the rows. May you just work in a mighty way. Would you show up? Thank you for what you're going to do in advance. Pray that you'd use me and help me. Help me to get out of, out of my flesh. Help me not to do anything in my flesh, but help me to walk in truth and in your spirit. God, I praise you for what you will and you are going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. I was thinking about this and the opportunity that I had, and I began to pray, and every preacher, you know what I'm talking about, you begin to like, Lord, what in the world am I going to say? What am I going to look at? And one of the things I'm so thankful for, um, I'm thankful for the Lord, obviously, number one, but I'm thankful for our pastor here. Our pastor here, I, don't, I believe you all know this, but our pastor loves us, loves us deeply, loves us so much that he spends time praying for us. And if you're on that board back there reading your Bible, he's praying for you. And I'm telling you, that helps me. I'm so thankful for that. And one of the things as I was reading my Bible, reading through my Bible, you know how the Holy Spirit, he'll just begin to speak and says, right there, you need to mark that. And so I marked that and I said, okay, Lord, I'll come back. I need to study that. And this is what he gave me. But I'm going to tell you, um, as I get into this, prayer is something 
that we think very little about. I'm going to give you some statistics. I'm not going to bore you with a bunch, but I do want to give you some statistics that when I began to look at this and begin to study this, it hurt my heart. And it made me look at my own self and be ashamed of my own self uh, where my prayer life is personally. But it, according to Barna, and they have the statistics, the average Christian spends one minute a day in prayer. Now listen to this. This is where it, this is, that's not good, but it gets worse. The average pastor prays five minutes a day. Now, think about this. What type of relationship are we going to have with God with only five minutes? Try spending five minutes with your spouse of communication and that's it. You're not going to have much of a relationship. But many of us, we're in that boat. We're not spending the time that God wants. Prayer is a dialogue between two persons who love each other, God and man. Prayer is more than words. It's an attitude, an expression of the heart towards God. Prayer is hard work. Prayer is holy work. And God has, more, has a more difficult time, now listen to this, finding people to pray than he does any other request. The Bible in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. In Hebrews 4.16, it tells, let us come boldly into the throne of grace. God's given us an invitation to pray. God wants us. He wants to have that intimacy with us in a very special way. But we're so busy with things. And I know, I understand, it's life. But this is the one who died for us. This is the one who loves us and gave his self for us. I don't know about you, I want to do better at this. And that's why God began to work in my heart. And he did some things that led me to this. And uh, I'll share those as I go through the message. But here in Colossians chapter number 4, Paul is writing to the people here in Colossae. And Paul, during this time, this is about AD 62, and during this time, Paul is incarcerated. Paul is in prison. Paul is writing this letter to a group of believers, to a church in Colossae. By the way, it's believed that Epaphras or Epaphroditus is the pastor of this church. And Paul was about the work of Christ. And I want you to see this. Paul's in prison, and Paul, his heart and his burden and his concern is for people. It wasn't about, it wasn't about building his empire. It wasn't about building a huge ministry. His, his heart was he wanted to reach people. And he's writing this letter and giving to them. He's admonishing them. And throughout here in Colossians chapter 3, it talks about the Christian family. And then you go down to where the verses I start reading in 23 talks about the Christian rule of life. And then here in chapter number 4, it talks about Christian fellowship. And then it continues on, the verses, the Christian fellowship in prayer. 
So Paul, he's writing to this church, and his heart is going out to him. And he's writing to this pastor, and he's trying to encourage these people to pray, to pray. Now look at this. Look with me in verse number 2. Verse number 2, it says, continue in prayer. When I think about continue in prayer, my first thought, if I'm going to continue in prayer, first of all, there's got to be a start. Amen? There's got to be a start. And so when does the prayer life begin? The prayer life begins the day that you and I realize that we're a sinner. And the Bible says in Romans 10.13, for whosoever shall call. That call is praying. Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call upon Christ and realize He's your all, He's your only way, He's your only help, He's the only thing that's going to overcome the sin and the guilt and everything's in your life, He is it. When you call upon Him, He answers. And that's the start of the prayer life. But here's what I want you to see. Paul is writing this church and he says, Praise God that you started, but you need to continue. You need to continue. Don't stop. Don't stop. This word continue has much more meaning to it than that. It means, in the Greek, it means this. To build, to be strong. And I begin to think about this. How strong is my prayer life? How strong is my prayer life? Do I hear God? Does He answer my prayers? Do people come to me and say, hey, would you pray for me? Because they know you have the stuff, as David Gibbs would say. Do you have the stuff? And what he's talking about, the power of God upon your life. That when you call upon Him, He's there and and He's working. It's a continuing in prayer. So what is going to transpire? What do we need in order to build this? First of all, this is what I have. We need to acknowledge weakness. Acknowledge weakness. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. Listen to this. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Boy, I need to recognize my weakness. And God will do that in several different ways. One of the ways He'll do that is the Holy Spirit of God. When the preacher or whomever is, is speaking or whatever, whom, you might just get around somebody and you know they're a prayer warrior. You get convicted. That person never said a word, but that's the Holy Spirit working in your heart. I had the privilege last week, my wife and I went to the Socorros. And Mr. Socorro was there and uh, we talked to him a little bit and I said, can I pray with you? I'm telling you, folks. Bless my heart. You say, why? This is what he said. He said, this is the best part of my day. And I'm going to tell you the truth, because that's who I am. I didn't think about praying. You said you didn't think about it? I was reminded by my helpmeet. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say that, but I would have missed a blessing 
and a privilege, an opportunity to go to the Lord. God used that to encourage my heart. Realize, to show me, I'm weak. I'm weak. Not only does He use, your whole, use the Holy Scripture to show us this weakness, He uses the Holy Spirit. He uses Scripture. Uh, he uses His Word. And here's something else. And I, I don't know how... God is so amazing. Amen? And, he, and he, he just works in mysterious ways. My wife signed up with Rock of Ages to get on the prayer line. Okay? Rock of Ages has a prayer line. And what they do is they call and they give requests and so that we can pray about the different requests that are taking place in the ministry. Well, my wife requested this. But just this past week, you know who's been getting the phone calls? Me. They've been to my phone. It was addressed to her phone. She ha- they had her number, but I started getting them. And at first, at first, what? What's going on? You, you ever, I know y'all are not like this. It's only me. You don't want to be bothered. <laughs> it's like, and then the Lord said, you're pitiful. You're pitiful. These people need prayer, and you're complaining? Hey, you're bugging me? (laughs) You don't have time? God said, man, you're weak. You're weak, son. You're weak. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Well, you know what? We're weak. The Bible says also in, in, in Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So if we're going to build and continue to have a strong prayer life, we need to recognize our weakness. We need to acknowledge our weakness. And I think about that in, in Ephesians 6, 10. It says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Y'all know the the song that you learn as kids. Jesus loves me. We are weak, but he is strong. Many times we forget that. We're nothing, but he's everything. So building this Christian life to continue in prayer, we got to recognize, we got to acknowledge our weakness But I want you to see also here in our passage of Scripture, we need to be active in work. We need to be active in work. Look down in verse number 12 of Colossians number 4. Right here is the one that I was sharing with you who is believed to be the pastor of this church, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, look at this, saluteth you always laboring fervently. Labor. We need to be active in this work. Work takes effort. Work is something that is a dirty word to most of society today. Do you realize God made us to work? That we might get fulfillment? That we might get exercise? (laughs) That we might, you know, be complete in Him? He wants us to do this. If he wants to do this physically, how much the more should we be doing this spiritually? We need to be active in the work. Work can be exhausting. Prayer 
you ready, is battling our flesh and the enemy. It's work. Boy, you know what? The first thing that takes place is this. Man, you make up your mind, I'm going to pray. Bless God, I need to do this. God's working in my heart. I want to do this. And then you oversleep. And you got to go to work. Because you need that money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what am I saying? The devil begins to, he's fighting against you. Plus your flesh. You get tired. It's a battle. But he wants us to be active in this work. In this work, as I said, can make you very tired. And here's what I found out. What are you, when you're active in prayer, as we see here in the passage of Scripture, you ever notice when you pray, you begin to get sleepy? Someone says you got a problem with insomnia, start praying. And the next thing you know, you're off. It is exhausting. In, in the Scripture I read you earlier, the disciples, they struggled to keep themselves awake. It's spiritual warfare. And I began to think about this, and I began to think about, now why this came to my mind was only the Lord, but I thought about the Bowers family in Haiti. Now, I'm going to explain something to you. Maybe some of you don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know where our brother is going to be going to tonight. I haven't seen, but I know with Haiti, that is a demonic place. I'm telling you one thing. I don't know if you've ever been around spiritual oppression. But I'm telling you one thing. It will drain you. It will drain you physically, and it will drain you spiritually. How much more do we need to be actively praying for these missionaries as they're facing these different things? But hold on, not just our missionaries, but what about our people here? One another. Because let me tell you something, as Dr. Crabb just spent this, this morning teaching Sunday school, that takes energy. That takes effort. That, and, and he's not complaining one bit, but it does, it exhausts you. Why? Because there's oppression. There's a battle going on. How much more? Leading the choir. Teaching a Sunday school class. Running a bus. Having a parent come out and start cussing you out. Because you're five minutes late bringing their little Johnny home. Yeah, I'm telling you, things like that happen. We need to be actively praying as Epaphras was doing. We need our prayer lives, we need to be active in this. But not only do we need to be active in work, our attitude of watching, our attitude of watching. As I begin to study this a little bit more, this began to really intrigue me. Look with me in verse number 2 of Colossians 4. It says, continue in prayer, and here's the word, and watch. And watch. Watch, as I begin to look this up, you know what it means? A forbearance of sleep. It's attendance without sleep. It's paying close attention. It's being serious about the matter. Now, there was something as I begin to do this, do you realize there's four watches? This is a military uh, thought pattern here. There's the first watch, second watch, third watch, and fourth watch. The first watch is from evening. Now, this is according to the Jewish time frame, from 6 to 9. And then the next one is 9 to midnight. The next one is midnight to 3. 
And the next one is three to six. If you're in the military and you are on watch, you don't want somebody sleeping, right? Because it's your, it's your life. It's your livelihood. Well, wait a minute. What about our watches praying? You ever have the Lord wake you up early in the morning? You can't sleep? And you think, what's wrong with me? God's saying, there's nothing wrong with you. Spend some time with me. Come into my presence. Come and watch with me. See, this is serious business. Because why? We are battling for one another. But not only one another, we're battling for Him. And we want, to count, we want one day to come before Him and for Him to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so, this attitude of watching, what's your attitude about this? How do you feel about this? Are you persistent in praying? Are you alert? Do you spend time with God in prayer? It says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Then also Matthew 26, 41, I said earlier, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then also 1 Peter 4, 7, But the end of all things is at hand, be therefore sober, serious-minded, taking this prayer business, meaning very important to you, and watch unto prayer. That's what he's wanting, the attitude of watching. Not only the attitude of watching, but the being active in the work. And not only being active in the work, it's acknowledging our weakness. But as I begin to think about this a little bit more in this battle that we're facing that he's wanting us to do in prayer, continue in prayer, building that, I want you to understand something. Ammo for our weapon. Ammo for our weapon. You say, what in the world are you talking about? You know what? Uh, I'm originally from Virginia, and uh, my family are deer hunters. And I'm sorry, if you don't like that, I apologize, but uh, we're we're hunters, okay? Uh, If something happens, we'll be able to eat. We'll be okay. But, um, but it would be very foolish for me to go out into the woods without a gun or without a bow or without arrows or without ammo. But how many times do we try to do this work of Christ with no ammo? And we're literally going out and committing suicide Because we have no ammo. We have nothing to help us. Well, God's given us a lot to help us. If you would, go with me to Ephesians 6. I'm not going to go through all this, but I just want to give you one thought here. Look with me down in verse number 18. As you, as you start there in verse 11, it talks about putting on the armor, and it tells us what we're to put on, so forth. But in verse number 18, a lot of times people miss this. 
they ignore this or they think very little about it. But in verse 18, look at this. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. Look at this. For all saints. We are to armor ourselves with His Word, and, and not only with His Word, but praying. This is something that can help us. By the way, you don't realize your prayers, what God can do with them. How many people that were traveling late at night and maybe fell asleep, but God brought them to your mind, you began to pray, and God woke them up. God used your prayer, your intercession prayer. God used you in a mighty way, and you don't even realize it. I'm telling you, we need to have this ammo. We need to be applying this to our hearts and our lives. And as I'm closing down here, as I was thinking about my prayer life and, and persistent, um, we have a couple bushes that are at my house. Um, and there's a mockingbird. And this mockingbird was right out in the back, right in my back patio, and he kept coming and began to build nest right in there. Now, I don't know why that's such a big deal to me, but I don't want a nest in my bush. I don't know why it's a big deal, but I'm just telling you. I guess I, I, I don't know. Birds have different bacteria and bugs and whatever, so I just... Anyway, I went. I took it out. I know, I'm a dirty, rotten... Please forgive me. <sighs> Fifteen minutes later, that bird's back with a vengeance. I go back. It's there again. Four times. I ripped it out in one day. And my wife said she went and she ripped it out three times. And I begin to think about this to continue in prayer. That bird is more persistent than me in my prayer life. Because you know why? It, to this bird, this was its home. This is what it needed. This is what it wanted. I know I'm horrible. You forgive me. But this is what, and it had that desire. That it had that desire. It kept persistently. Well, it stopped in the back. But it moved to the front. Persistence. And I thought, wow, this mockingbird's got more persistence than I do in my prayer life. God help me. God help me. That I, you know, and you think about this, and I don't know what problems you face, and I don't know what's in your hearts and in your lives, because all of us are facing different things. But it's with the mindset, God, please do this. God. Again, please do this. Please help me in this. God, I really need this. God, please. Not only does he want persistence, but he wants perseverance. And it takes me to this scripture that I want to close with, that these things go hand in hand. It's Matthew 7, 7. 
And it says this, ask, that's prayer, and it should be given you. Seek, and you shall find. That seeking is the persistence. How persistent are you keep are you in seeking God's for whatever you need in your life? Or whatever somebody else needs in their life. But then it goes on and says, knock, and it should be open to you. That's perseverance. Keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking until God says, All right, I'm ready to give you your answer. That's what he wants from us. When we begin to apply these things to our hearts and lives, we'll begin to build and be strong in the Lord. You know, amazing thing that I've found that the physical and the spiritual go hand in hand. And I I started, and I told you this, I, I got a membership and I started working out. But I found out when I start disciplining my body to do this, it helped me to discipline my spirit to do what God wanted me to do. How is your prayer life? Are you building it? Are you getting in touch with heaven? Let me say this. Let's just be honest. All of us have room for improvement. But let's build. Let's pray. And let's see what God can and will do with Gospel Baptist Church. Because He wants to do great, mighty things. But He wants us to be persistent, persevere. Keep asking, seeking in prayer. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit. I know how you've spoke to my heart. God, I just ask, do your perfect will in each of our hearts. God, may we not do this in, the, in our own strength, because we can't. But God, may we come in your strength and in your power. Would you build us in a way that you would be glorified and pleased? Father, I pray if there's one here today that's never trusted you, they've never even started that prayer life, God, may today be that day where they realize they need you. And Father, I pray for Christians God, help us. May we come before you. One of the things of prayer is this. It's confession. Lord, when we get right with you, our hearts get right. That iniquity that we regard in our hearts is gone, and God begins to hear us. God, may we come to you and give you that sin that you might cleanse us from it. God, I give you the praise for what you will accomplish in each part in life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you would like to trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, why don't you do it right now? It's simple, really. Here's a couple of Bible verses that will help you to understand. 
Probably the most well-known verse in all of Scripture is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That verse says, whosoever believeth. The whosoever is you. But the whosoever believes what? Number one, you need to understand that you are a sinner. God says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Number two, you need to understand that nothing that you can do, getting baptized, belonging to a church, going to a church, donating money, while all good things, they will not satisfy a just God. God says in Titus 3.5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to God's mercy, he saved us. And number three, you need to understand that Jesus died for your sins. He was buried and resurrected the third day. And if you believe that, God promised in Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Your prayer of confession could go like this. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner unworthy of your mercy, but ask for your mercy and your forgiveness. I know I can't get to heaven on my own, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He was buried and resurrected the third day that I might be saved and have a new life. Save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you ask Jesus to save you, would you do me a favor? Let us know so that we can pray for you and rejoice with you. Our church phone is 239-947-1285. The website is www.gospelbaptistchurch.com or go to iTunes podcast at gospelbaptistchurch.com.